Excuse me, I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, what are you talking about? The ending of Return of the Jedi. My friend here is trying to convince me. You talked me into this! That's why, you idiot! It was your idea! As always, I will carry you, kicking and screaming, and in the end, you will thank me. Tough guy, you gonna shoot me from mouthing off? I wasn't going to, but you kind of talked me into it. Thank you for listening to the 150th episode of Talk Me Into. Woo! The podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other and maybe even you into liking what we like. This episode is Andy Kaufman. Oh. My name is Jimmy, and I do not get the hype of cold brew. My name is Jeff, and I'd like to think that I'm not narcissistic because I am very aware of my own flaws. But goddamn, I love the sound of my own voice and to see myself on video. <laughs> my name is Dan, and my niece and I play a game where I'm a corpse and she's a mortician who has to prepare me for my funeral. <laughs> that is very dark. She's nine. And I've got the photos to prove it. You should burn them. <laughs> it's very creepy. It started when I was tired and didn't want to do anything. So I was laying so in my bed. Every day. She was like sitting in the chair in my room watching TV. And she's like, can I comb your hair? And then I was like, sure. <laughs> and then she was like, can I put makeup on you? And I was like, sure. And she's like, it's almost like a funeral. And I was like, sure. <laughs> That's so funny. what wow. it evolved into, I'm going to show you guys a picture that You're I will share on our social media or something. Oh, I'll just share it on our social media. I've got two photos that she took of me. <laughs> this is one. Oh, my God, dude. That sucks because are Wait, we going to be pallbearers? You haven't even oh, gotten to the best sucks. one. This was 100% her Pokemon doing and her, her idea. Oh Jesus! Literally, there's a cross, a, a, a Jesus cross across yeah. his eyes, but it's around his forehead, so it kind of just looks like a fantasy elf. Yeah. So my niece wow. likes to pose me as if I'm in my coffin, and that's a fun game we play. Wow, that's very dark. My mom hates it. Yeah, <laughs> rightfully so. I don't think anybody should approve of that at all. Watched her baby boy is dead in her <laughs> My baby bed. boy's dead and my granddaughter's <laughs> dressing him up like a pretty little boy. Maybe she'll become a mortician when she grows up. It's big money. Yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah. It's a good field. Forgot what everything else was. Cold brew. Narcissism. Oh, yeah. How could you not like cold brew? Disgusting. Do you like iced coffee? Yeah. Pretty much that, just stronger. Yeah, I don't like well, the strong. Like oh, yeah, you're not really into not coffee, coffee that much. Guy. But yeah, we got a new cold brew machine in our in our office. Like it has Lucky. nitro and everything. And um, yeah, Dude, that's awesome. Why don't you I just run cold water like, over beans? Disgusting. What's the difference? Well, that is what you do. Oh, yeah. So there's a machine for that. It's probably just like a, f a filtration system, so you don't get like coffee particulate. Like uh, that's what filters are for. Yeah, it's probably a fancy one. But as Jimmy referenced, it also has nitro, so that's probably the machine side of it. Mm. Right. It's injecting nitrous. So it's like Fast and the Furious coffee. Yeah, dude. Yeah. But you like everybody talks about it, and I'm so tired of it in my it's office. It's definitely hip. It is. So, yeah. Jeff, I am in the same ballpark as you. Like, yes. the cool thing, like, I hear actors interviewed, and they're always like, I can't watch myself on film. And I'm like, 
you're f- yeah crazy. like like Sorry, Ky- Jim. Kylo Ren like he f- he did he yeah. walked away from Terry Gross because she played a clip of him and he yeah. didn't Kylo want to. Ren yeah I forgot his name Adam Driver Adam yeah. Driver that's an odd choice forgot his name <laughs> yeah I don't remember. yeah I mean that's a very common thing I I will say I don't like the sound of my voice singing like when I sing in a band I'm like oh no guys if you're listening to talk me into right now. Go back and listen to an episode like in our first 50 before Jimmy like did something. <laughs> Dan sounds like a Muppet. He sounds like this. <laughs> it's so weird because I've known you like yeah, my entire adult yeah. life and your voice has always sounded the same. But listen to talk me into your voice is a little higher pitched than mine, but it sounds like you. <laughs> but if you go back, because sometimes we'll do like clip shows or whatever. I'm, yeah. I added all the word you talked into. And Dan's like, yeah, I like I like they might be giants and also I'm Kermit the Frog. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. The way Jimmy produces the show now is the the closest I've ever sounded to how I sound in my head. Yeah. Normally I hate the way I sound speaking recorded as well because it's very like nasally and stuff. Yeah. I think you were kind of like hosting a little bit more too. And I think you're like kind of in your head. So that's kind of like how you were talking at the time. I'm sure. But I don't know, man, like when Jimmy sends us over the first halves of the episodes, I listen to it. If he misses a swear or if something's edited wrong, Dan and I give him tips also we prepare for the next episode sometimes i'll listen to it then he sends us the final one and the same thing and then it releases and i listen to it just make sure everything's fine it sounds good we get that listen in our analytics <laughs> and i just I, I like hearing me talk i yeah. sound good and now with so discussions oh boy i'll watch them now you look good. the first time i watch it i'm like i don't look good i know i'm not like attractive <laughs> and i have a lot of flaws and you know i'm overweight and i have rosacea and my beard was in very trimmed at during one of those yeah. sessions i know i'm not a good looking guy i've heard quite a few comments about your shirt selection though that's what i'm saying yeah like i mean i just i'm i'm funny the only, I'm, like, I, I, i'm a good host i, I don't talk over anybody i'm <laughs> <laughs> so pissed I mean, it was three in a row, Jeff. Yeah, Don't let a, it happen again. Ideally, we should be making contact, content that we would like to watch. So I think that's a yeah. good thing. Yeah. Uh, I will say that the only comment I've gotten, like the only repetitive comment that I've gotten makeup. on So Discussions is that we need makeup yeah. from every woman <laughs> in my life. It's like, oh, you look washed out and blotchy, both of you. You both have bad skin. Yeah, I have like, awful oh. skin. It's terrible. I'm like, I but when Jeff people has are bad like, skin, but hey, I, I watched your too. show and it was really good. I'm like, <laughs> it was. You're right. You're like, tell some people. Yeah. <laughs> like and subscribe and comment. Thank yeah. you very much. We have like almost 50 subscribers. That's good. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, awesome. We just started. We're yeah. good. We're good. Great. Great. Let's get to 500. Let's get to 5,000. Let's, Let's get, get to, to 5 million. million. Dude, if we got to 5,000, I'd be so happy. That'd be crazy. Yeah. 5,000 to me would Jimmy, be like a million. I don't know YouTubes. How many subscribers before we start making bank? Oh, over a hundred. Oh, that's fine. Or no, hundred thousand. I mean. Oh, that's <laughs> sorry. Fine. No, no. Then we're not. We're never <laughs> making money. We're paying for our soda forever. Yeah. All right. Well, it's just fun. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Be a corpse. This is the time of the episode where we talk ourselves into things things that that we like to to do in our life life. (laughs) Uh, that may not talk each other into. 
guys. guys. This. this. Okay, that's okay, not. That's not. Uh, uh, if you don't like this part, part, go ahead and skip, skip ahead, ahead in the show notes, notes the timestamps. <laughs> um, Jeff's pretty good at that, actually. He is, yeah. It's like low-key hard to do. Yeah. Um, just ask Fred Armisen. And, yeah, uh, I think I did that a couple times when my wife and I first started dating, and she thought it was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably should have stopped, but she, she got in her me. car that and drove married, back yeah. to West Virginia. She's like, that's the devil. <laughs> Like that. <laughs> well, hey now, Jeff, are you going to do that podcast thing you do every two weeks? That's the demon. Oh, I don't like those boys. So, guys, uh, you know, last year I talked to you guys about uh, talking myself into traveling more. I gone, done, gone, and done it. You traveled? I'm gonna travel. Oh my gosh! Not for a little while, but I'm in the process of planning a trip to Nola, baby, Nolans. All I know about Nolo, Nola, is that they have beignets and that it stinks real bad the beignets no just the city it's Um, i heard that the city just smells really bad (laughs) thanks i don't know i haven't heard that i've heard a lot of good things about it that you didn't mention but uh i mean it's a cultural epicenter of america Mm -hmm. a Uh, lot of poverty and violence there yep I'm just bringing. I just got to give a negative. To that's you. racism, like, bro. It's not. It's just. It. That's factual. Um, I saw Port of Call. I mean, it's also a huge tourist city. So yeah, I think no, there's safe areas. Cool. I like music too. Yeah. Um, so they got yeah. the bands. They're like. Here's a fun thing about being uh, a type A obsessive anxiety ridden person. I'm really good at planning vacations. Okay. <laughs> so my sister came to me a couple weeks ago. Nope, she's not my wife. She's my sister. Okay. Um, you caught me. Top prostitute in all of Kazakhstan. Uh, she came to me and was like, hey, me and my friend want to meet in New Orleans and have like a, a vacation, but we're really bad at planning things and figuring out like what we should do. So do you want to come with us and plan everything? And I was like, yeah. So I'm going to New Orleans um, for like five days, not a full week. Right. But uh, staying right in the French Quarter. It's a couple weeks after Mardi Gras, so it should be a little bit less uh, crazy. Well, that's when everybody's holy. Yeah. Because Mardi Gras is the last hurrah. Yeah. You get your sins out your system, and I then mean, you could repent. We ain't Catholic, so. Oh, you ain't? No. So oh. mostly I'm going there to eat foods, hear jazzes. See, that's the thing with me. People are like, where do you want to go on vacation? I was like, wherever there's good food. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go to Nebraska. I don't care what if the greatest thing in the world's in Nebraska. Yeah, this is how I mean, I they travel. might have like good brisket or like beef or something, but I don't know. This is how I travel. I find out where I want to go, and then I'm like, what is this city known for yeah. food-wise, and where should oh, I, I mean, eat I'm sure things? there's amazing seafood, Creole, Cajun. Yeah, gumbo, etouffee, po'boys, all that shit. And do we? And do we? And do we? So I'm going to NOLA. Um, cool, dude. Neat. Yeah, we're going in... Uh, I have like a cousin that lives there. She's always like, you March. should visit. And I'm like, I will, and then I never do. Yeah, do it. I should, yeah. I had so much fun traveling out to uh, Portland, Seattle, that I was like, I need to do this. More. Well, my first hang up was flying. Then I got yeah. over that, and then and then COVID. COVID. Right? Poor Jeff. <laughs> COVID has really affected Jeff mostly. <laughs> Jeff only. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm Check excited. Out my Jeff only fans. 
I mean, by this, by the time we go there, we'll be on like our seventh variant and we might all be just like living on respirators and this like, yeah. we might just have respirators in backpacks and that's like how <laughs> when, the world when works we listen, now. When I listen to older Talk Me Into episodes, like I said, sometimes I do because I have to edit stuff. We make a lot of jokes about stuff that come true and it's not funny anymore. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We're like, wait tangent. until Trump's police state. Wait until this variant happens. On March 18th, when the world shut down and everyone was like, um you know, we're going to shut down and close for like two to three weeks. They asked Howard Stern, how long do you think COVID's going to last? And he's like, two and a half years to the rest of our lives. And everyone was like, <laughs> you're crazy, dude. You're a nervous Nelly. And I'm like, oh, my stomach hurts. <laughs> Anyways, Jim, what have you been talking yourself into? I have been talking myself into switching podcasting applications wow for listening or producing for listening what do you what did you used to use i used apple music or apple podcast whatever it was called trash you're already wrong and now i'm on spotify (laughs) oh yeah smart smart choice Uh, why is it trash jim why did you switch let's hear the pros and cons i switched because i wanted to listen to podcasts at work and i was unable to do that with apple podcasts why because I was listening to it on my computer. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So I wanted to be able to listen to Spotify on my computer. So I was like, I'm going to switch all my podcasts. Well, that over makes sense. That. The only thing that I don't like about Spotify is you can't put in custom RSS feeds, mm. uh, which I have a bunch of because I'm a patron of a lot of people on Patreon. Right, yeah. uh, so I get a lot of like exclusive pa- uh, Patreon podcasts. I used to, before Spotify had podcasts, I used an app called Beyond Pod. Yeah. And you paid like a dollar for the unlock key or whatever. Mm. And it was a really great RSS aggregator. It did did video too. I didn't really use it, but you can, yeah. So there's plenty of options out there that you can use on a computer. It seems crazy that you can't use Apple on a computer. I mean, I could. I'm using a Mac, but it needs to be connected to my Apple ID. That's dumb. That's That's why I never got into Apple because they all have these little stupid little things like that. Like I'm not iTunes. Get out of here. I'm not. I'm never using you. Nobody does. Well, yeah, but not (laughs) for a while. They did. But that's why I never got into the iPod. Okay, Gramps. Uh, but yeah, so there's a weird thing that happens. I'm pretty sure it's because my like work internet is like blocking out signals for, I don't know, maybe like nefarious signals or whatever. But sometimes when I'm listening to a podcast on my phone and I switch it over to the computer, it won't work. Hmm. And it's like it just like keeps getting stuck. And I don't know if it's because the internet's blocking it, but it's very How annoying. come you don't want to just listen from your phone? Like data usage? Because I don't, I'm, my headphones are connected to my computer. Connected I'm to editing. Oh. oh, see, we don't work jobs where we have headphones. No. Yeah. yeah. When I wear headphones, they're connected to my phone. Yeah, yeah. no, I don't do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm editing. Yeah. Um, Danny Glover. So here's an so interesting question. So listening to podcasts <laughs> doesn't interfere with your work? <laughs> Jimmy's wearing a, working a job where he has to wear headphones, and he's listening to Spotify through them instead of That's like if I'm at work and it I'm trying to find out thing. how many cases of of potato chips I got to buy. Better analogy. That's like if Jeff's at work and he's doing his <laughs> online grocery shopping. Yeah, at the yeah same that's time. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's yeah. like if I'm at work and I'm doing my online banking at the same time. I mean, I don't have to listen to the audio all the time. Sometimes I'm just making like a storyboard or whatever. I'm Jimmy. I'm artistic. <laughs> Shut up. 
<laughs> what a weird, wacky world we live in. Jeff, what are you talking to yourself? The most into? boring thing ever. This thing has been Sick. on my list Love for this. two months, and it's the only talking myself into that I have on my list, <laughs> even though we record several episodes a day. So we're going to have some problems for the next two <laughs> episodes, fellas. I'm talking myself into yard work and yard power tools and cleaning up leaves. I'm a blower, baby. Oh, I, love I that. Blow. blow. Gas or electric? Electric, because... I don't got I don't got time for gas. I'm not paying all that money. I'm not I'm not pumping all this you stuff. You don't need in the here. power level. I don't need the power level. The <laughs> the previous owner, she left a leaf blower with a battery pack. Thing died after 10 minutes, blew a couple of leaves. I was like, this is shit. So I got a leaf blower that also sucks and it chops them up and goes. Really? And it puts it in a little bag. Oh yeah. And you plug it in. I got How big is the bag though? It's a little problem. <laughs> you might have to change it every five minutes. It's about every 10 minutes. Oh, my goodness. It's a pain in the ass. So I got a yard that's directly around my house. It's pretty manageable. But then I got the side yard. It's a hill. It stinks. I hate it. I'm, <laughs> I want to sell it as a lot and somebody could build a house on it. I don't even want it. A lot of leaves there. You can't leave the leaves there because then they just they, they mess up your lawn. So I was like, oh, my God, I got to do this. And then guess what, guys? What? All of a freaking sudden, the sun was like, I'm going home when you go home. So I'm not going to be here. So you can't see your yard when you get home. The only time you're able to do it. Yeah. Then the weekends come and it rains. And then the next weekend comes, it freaking snowed. I'm having a hard time focusing on this because when you started talking, I got a whole Jerry Seinfeld-esque bit in my head. What's the deal with leaves? You can't leave them. (laughs) So then my neighbor, she was like, I got this really great leaf guy. Real affordable. And I was like, you got his number? And she's like, next time he comes, I'll let you know. Leaf guy came. My wife saw it. Not affordable. She goes across the street and she's like, hey, can you guys give me an estimate, a quote over here? And they're like, I can't do that. And we're like, could you give me a number? It was a whole thing. This guy was actively fighting to get to bump you up the chain. So then he, he called his boss and he's like, his boss is like, go take pictures. Send me the pictures. We'll give you a quote. They never call back. I called oh. this guy two times a day for a week. Voicemail full. I left voicemails. Never call me back. This guy actively doesn't want money. Do you know how hard it is to get somebody to take care of your freaking leaves? They charge a lot, too. I'm going to give you $300 to get rid of these leaves, and you don't want it. I just wish Jeff could see the way. <laughs> oh, I could see it. It's, it's very loud. Me, me and Jimmy <laughs> oh, are just, like, Jimmy yawning. just like we were talking. fluctuating like nicely, like 50 to 60% of the wave, and Jeff is like all 100. He's we like found this guy top Facebook. Out. Danny's junk removal also does leaves. And I was like, I'm going to give these guys a call. They're one town over. Send him some pictures. He gives me a quote, very affordable. Then he doesn't get back to me. So a week later, I'm like, hey, man, what the F? I didn't say that. Jeff, Guy came over that night. Homeowners understand all this. You're just reiterating. But I don't know all of this. It's so impossible to find a guy. Yeah, Why can't you just get rid of my leaves? Because they're all the busy this time of year. That's what I'm saying. But this guy came over that day, <laughs> started doing it. Then it started raining. He's like, I didn't know it was going to rain. And I was like, I didn't know it was going to rain either. He's like, I'll come back tomorrow, finish. Guy was there for fucking ever. Sorry, Jim. Oh. But took care of my leaves for me. So now I don't got to do it. I'm Very tired. affordable. Yeah, I told you this is a real boring one. <laughs> didn't even want to talk. I'm trying to make it entertaining and you guys are yawning. It's not working. Let's We're done with this. People, people listening outside of New England are like, what's what are what's, what, what's happening with that? What? Are you, those things on palm trees? Are those laughs? 
and things that are way up there. Like I sometimes think I saw a lift on the 405. <laughs> it came down, and then my buddy Brody turned it into a flower. He like sold it. He was outside of Ralph's, and he gave him to Ralph's. somebody. That's a deep cut. I like that. Man. Yeah, Brody's good there. He had, he had just come from In-N-Out. He had like a double-double animal style. Nobody knows about animal style. Secret. You gotta be in. You gotta know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. Andy Kaufman. Yeah, we're doing an episode on Andy Kaufman. Okay. He's, he's a guy, he's a comedian, an entertainer, some would say. I would say that he's probably more of an entertainer than comedian because he doesn't necessarily uh, always go for the laughs. It's very interesting. Oh. Yeah. Fellas, what's your exposure to Andy Kaufman? I've heard the name. Like, I know he's been in, the, like, there was a movie about him. Yeah, the Jim Carrey movie. Oh, yeah. I know he was like somehow connected to Saturday Night Live back right. in the day. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so he was this guy. He was very avant garde and he had some like weird like TV specials and stuff too. Like I remember that there was this special where um, it would just like go to static because he wanted people to start moving the knobs. And uh, it, it was very interesting. It was a very interesting guy. Sounds and, artsy fartsy. Yeah, he's pretty artsy fartsy. Um, but yeah, I'm. I have this whole thing planned out. Um, I think that you guys are going to really like it. Um, I'm not going to get into it too much in this half. Um, I just kind of want to sprinkle in a little bit here. So, what are you giving and, uh, us? Like a video playlist? Yeah. So, I'm going to give you a video playlist. Um, and yeah, I think you guys are going to. Uh, so, this really is episode like 150. Yeah. Episode this was 150, last yeah. week. We this was a surprise. Yes. We left the episode. You didn't even it, tell us. You didn't tell anybody I else. I know. And now I'm not telling you that much now. <laughs> so either. this is a big one for you. So you it really is, yeah. like Andy Kaufman. Yeah, I'm a really, really big Andy Kaufman okay. fan, guys. Um, I mean, I, I know like that people are like into him and he's inspired a lot of people. For sure. But yeah. I don't really know like the content, like what you can be a fan of. Right. So there was like this weird thing, too, where he was like a wrestler for a little bit, which is kind of weird. Okay. And he was like trying to like get people to wrestle him. And like he was very misogynistic as like a joke. I'm assuming. I yeah, hope so. That's so misogyny and sexism <laughs> is so funny, Jim. Yeah, it was pretty funny. This at is going to be tough. Dan's weird. not really into this right now. Yeah, I don't know. I'm um, excited, though. I mean, I've heard the name. I've heard yeah. you talk about him. You've been a fan for a while. Yeah, I've been a really big fan for a long time. Um, yeah, I'm stoked to have this episode finally. Um, I know I've been like knocking this around for a lot of a lot of the talk me into and we're at episode 150. So I'm glad we're finally able to do it. What better place than here? What better time than now? All hell can't stop us now. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm going to have you guys watch the video playlist. And when okay. we come back, we're going to talk about it. And it's going to be interesting. Dope. I don't know what to expect. Andy Kaufman is a funny man, apparently. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're going to talk about it. That's what we learned. Yeah, we learned that Andy Kaufman's a funny boy. 
So uh, Dan and Jeff gave me a playlist of a bunch of YouTube clips. Obviously, these are all pre-YouTube. They're from the late 70s, early 80s. And uh, we watched them. And so our first clip was, um, was it his first appearance on SNL or just uh, a random One of them it was from November 8th, 1975, <laughs> which is like a month after Saturday Night Live premiered. Oh, wow. So it was still pretty early on. Yeah, that's crazy. So he started off... Um, this was his foreign man, foreign man character that you guys were talking about. Yeah, and uh, I thought the voice was great, um, and I like that the audience didn't quite get it, uh, right? But, but they're still going along with it, because which is cool. At this time, SNL had like stand-ups on, yeah. Sometimes, like in lieu of musical guests or with them. So I, I'm really interested to know if even people at home, because it was live knew what was going on or knew that it was like a joke and he wasn't an actual stand-up yeah it felt um super awkward but still um like positive it's it's kind of a weird thing yeah. you can't help but smile at his enthusiasm of like this this confused sort of but good-natured guy telling like a super mundane story and doing doing bad imitations um the other thing i thought of when we watched the foreign man stuff is it doesn't come off as problematic to me even in this day and age when you know we're more sensitive to like you know making fun of people with accents and stuff i think a lot of it is that it's such a generic foreign man like it's not like anybody specifically it's kind of like no, robin williams did the same thing and there's too. no stereotypes yeah that's, yeah to me that's it is he doesn't punch down so he's never um playing the foreign man character as stupid or bad or mm -hmm. portraying any like negative stereotypes like you said jeff he's just naive he's just naive and innocent yeah. which is sort yeah. of refreshing he's just like this good-natured guy like, with a funny accent like when he asked to stop the tapes and at this time it's promoted as a live show like, <laughs> yeah. yeah everybody's excited like wow this is crazy that it's live and not pre-recorded it's so good and it's it's really funny and then he starts crying because he messes up yeah the crying and, is amazing and that turns into him playing on the congas and which is so fun very fun because he never has to come out and be like this is the gag or like bow at the end you understand the joke because it turns into absurdity so you're like even if you went through that whole bit thinking that he was a real guy who was like just foreign and didn't understand what was going on by the time his crying turns into a conga line you're like, oh, this is a bit, and it's funny. Yeah, it, it was super good. The The payoff was amazing. I also love that he, he kept silence, too. Like, there was a lot of times where he was just silent, and oh, the yeah. audience was just kind of, like, chuckling. Yeah, there's dead air. Not quite sure what was happening. And Even yeah. early on at this point, he was willing to break standard broadcasting, uns, you know, unspoken norms. Yeah. Which leads perfectly into the next clip. Yeah, which, which gets is, a little more awkward. Which is yeah. the biggest SNL ripoff of all time, Fridays. Yeah, which, I didn't even hear about it. It was only this. on for like a season or yeah. two. This it launched from, some big people, though. I mean, obviously, you saw Andy Kaufman. You saw Michael Richards, who went yeah. on to play Kramer. And also Larry David, after he got fired from SNL, he worked on Fridays. Yep, yep, I saw that. Yeah, this one's from uh, 1981. So, Jim, why don't you lead with this? Like, have, Did you ever hear of this? Did you know anything I never about heard. Uh, I think you guys were talking about how... I think you guys might have mentioned something like this in the beginning. Um, but I didn't hear about this. I knew nothing about it. So basically it was Kaufman and Michael Richards and another actress too. I don't remember who it was. Maybe two actresses. Yes. Yeah. There were um, two couples the, on a date. Yeah, yeah. The concept of the sketch was a pretty like pedestrian and boring idea of these two couples on a double date 
And throughout the dinner, they were, each of them was sneaking away to the bathroom to get high on marijuana. Yeah, it was kind of weird how they were sort of introducing the the sketch as they were going along. But I think that had to do with the Kaufman bit. I'm not completely sure, but I think it added to it. Um, but yeah, so basically, it, it appears that Kaufman doesn't remember his lines, I believe. And no. uh, I don't remember exactly he, he, what he says is he didn't feel comfortable portraying someone who's high since he's not <laughs> like a marijuana smoker. Yeah. He said he felt dumb and felt dopey. Okay. But, it, yeah. but it's live as well. Yeah. So you can't stop the tapes. So this is when the other actors start to get upset at him because yeah. they're doing their jobs. They've known the lines. They've rehearsed them. And here he <laughs> is just like in the middle of a skit bombing and purposely. Yeah. 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 And then uh, Michael Richards grabs the cue cards and puts them right in front of Andy Kaufman. And then uh, I think somebody was pulling him away. Well, he threw a glass of water in yeah. his face. Oh, yeah. That's and, then, right. and then the whole crowd got pulled in. And one of the women actresses starts to rub food from the table into Andy's hair and he gets mad. It, it was and they, they're yelling to stop show. the tapes. And you're wondering, <laughs> yeah. like, why aren't they just cutting the commercial? Because it's live. Yeah, it's. Um, because clearly it's a bit but well clearly i mean i don't know i think there's some debate when you have a person like andy kaufman involved in things like these i feel like people this is new we're looking at this in retrospect yeah he's never i believe this is his first big like stunt where there's Mm. to me there's a question of who knows it's not is it real or it's fake because obviously he knew what was going on yes The question is, who else knows? So the rumor is, is that some people knew, and they get into it in the next video. We put up the apology video from the yeah. next week. But even today, the rumor is that some people knew and some didn't. So some <laughs> actors, some producers yeah. knew that it was going to happen and some didn't because they wanted to elicit real reactions. Yeah. And it was like an art piece. And then that's what they explain in the apology um, segment from the producer. And Andy comes out to start to apologize. And even then he breaks. So then... This this to me seems like scripted, like the producer knows, but it's still you still don't know from the week before. Yeah, yeah. What actually was real and not. That's true. And his take on the apology is so perfect. Like even in his admission, he actually casts further doubts on what's real and what's what's not real. Yeah. So in something that should be used to clarify, he actually deeper deepens the confusion. Yeah. And whether it's real or not, it's still funny because it's so awkward and so cringeworthy. Yeah. The whole I'm not joking. You're laughing at this. It's pretty tasteless. Yeah. And he's like, what's what's wrong with you people? Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. That was really good. He and- goes on to do that and other things. I, I think I accidentally left it out of this playlist, but he goes on. um letterman he goes on letterman later when he talks about like he comes on and he's he doesn't smile at all and he's just talking about like how uh, he's having like problems with his spouse and Mm -hmm. this is right maybe like a year before he died of cancer and on the air he's like coughing and stuff yeah really bad so it was probably real coughs of him like being sick and the audience is laughing like riotously that's dark and and he's like why are you laughing this isn't funny well and that's the interesting thing is with him like he's so quick i feel like the coughing or like his initial reaction was probably real and then when he felt the audience laughing he rolled that into a bit yeah because i don't think he was really pissed off at the audience but he realized that that was a moment where he could take advantage of that uncomfortable laughter 
that right. he was so his, his whole appearance on that clip which i thought i had included but i didn't was to just like be sad and see how the audience reacts the mm-hmm. joke was that mm-hmm. that um, makes sense then we get to something that I, even i wasn't familiar with i think this is on the album that you I wanna, have that i don't i'm gonna i'm gonna move this to the end let's talk about this at the end of the youtube clips okay, okay. that makes sense um, so the next one is tony clifton his first TV appearance as Tony from 1977. Yeah. So, Jimmy, we did tell you about Tony Clifton yes. in the first segment. And this is the beginning. And the next video is is um, more recent. A, a good comparison because it shows. Well, it's two short videos, but it shows the beginning of the character to who the character at became. the height of its uh, the height of Tony Clifton's power. So what did you okay. think about this, Jim? No, I thought the Tony Clifton bit was pretty good. I thought the personality was really on point and um, just the, I don't know. The character, I think, is if you choose to believe it's a character. Um, well, the first one is definitely Andy, Andy Kaufman. Kaufman. I mean, he doesn't yeah, have glasses absolutely. on, no prosthetics. Nope. Yeah, you he's, can definitely tell that. Yeah, it's him. he's just playing a character. Yeah. Um, but then the second one, Tony Clifton tells a hilarious joke. Yeah. Was that was interesting? You could definitely see that uh, because that actually showed Kaufman in the audience, right? But the camera cuts to the audience. See, this wasn't yeah. live. This so was, that wasn't um, live. Andy Kaufman. That's what I special. assumed. Yeah, yeah, but you know that this is Bob Zmuda as a fan. Is it? Yeah, it's definitely Bob Zmuda. I could tell by the voice. Oh, oh, really? See, I, I can't. I still can't tell because I don't yeah. know. So Bob Zmuda as which. Kaufman. No, Bob Zmuda as Tony. Oh, okay, so that makes more sense. As, I call it Bob Tony. Bob Tony. Andy Tony and Bob Tony. And, and this is Bob Tony, but it's Tony Clifton at the height of his powers. He's he's so combative with the audience. He's literally against participation. Like when people are like calling back answers, he gets mad and tries to de- drag yeah. the guy on the stage. But this also highlights what Dan said earlier about like he owes him a favor for some reason. In this introduction, yeah. Andy says that he's his protege, but like <laughs> yeah. that's there's no yeah. very strange. Who is yeah. Tony Clifton? Like, how many stand up comedians do you know that bring weird, bad lounge singers <laughs> yeah. on stage? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I could see Eugene Merman doing something like that. Yeah, well, not without <laughs> Andy Kaufman doing it first, that's though. True. Yeah. And, yep. and the other thing that I love about this clip is how they cut back to Andy. Like, Andy introduces him, but then they cut back at the end of the clip mm-hmm. to just awkward uncomfortable laughter from andy as the rest of the audience is like disinterested <laughs> he's just cracking yeah. up but I that's that's why that. I, yeah. i'm pretty sure that it's he's not it's not laughing live because it, it cuts and he's just like going crazy laughing uncontrollably at yeah. a bad joke i don't know which is the joke it's it's very strange and very weird and i i kind of love it and it also ties into this mystery of is he laughing and does he bring tony clifton out because he legitimately likes him and thinks it's funny or is it this (laughs) background storyline of like he's forced to for some reason or another right is he like laughing because he's like oh i gotta laugh for this guy it's just enough it just deepens the whole weird mystery so then we get to uh kaufman's appearance on the dating game yeah which i just think the dating game itself is is such a good formula for hilarity mm-hmm. and the fact that he's actually on the actual dating game as this character i think is amazing so the crazy thing about this right is paul rubens also did this he went on yeah. as peewee as herman Pee-wee. when he was working out the character with the groundlings yeah yeah but at this point this is from 1978 so 
Andy Kaufman was on SNL in 1975 and Taxi was from 1978 to 82. Mm -hmm. So this is either at the beginning of Taxi or like right when it's starting. So he's not a total unknown right now. People are aware of who he is, which I think is amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, and this is the other thing is if you do a little research, you find out that at this time, game shows, the dating game and some other game shows would actually use um stand-ups and like you know starting out actors as themselves but they would use it to like put a little extra oomph into their cast so in other words you get a stand-up comedian who's naturally witty and sharp and fast to be on your game show and they just inject a little humor yeah well they had andy kaufman and he had no interest (laughs) in being like funny like Oh, I'll just use little quips to make this even better. He just took over the entire segment. Yeah, it was amazing. I, I just think that because he was using that same character, the the foreign Bajit, man. Yeah, um, that, which I I thought was great. Going back to what Dan said about his naivety, mm-hmm. na- naivete. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's exactly that's the what he does because he doesn't. Yeah. So the the premise behind this was the host. I don't know who it is. Some guy who looks like he could have been a mafioso's friend. <laughs> um, says that. Bachelor number three canceled. They just pulled this guy off the street, obviously. So he's in on it. You know that. Yeah. So so the show's in on it. He's in on it. But I don't think... doesn't understand the concept of the game. So when they ask him questions, he says, I don't know what she looks like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was so, so good. I don't know about you guys. It's it's not clear. But to me, it seems like the host and the producers, the people making the show know what yes. Andy's going to do. But I don't think the other contestants. No, I don't think so. Either. Or no. the female. Nope. Or the audience know what's happening. Correct. Yeah. And um, I love towards the end was when his entire facial expression <laughs> changes, like when he thinks, when he finds out he lost. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, no, I won. I answered all the questions right. It's so good. <laughs> and he just like, he just like stumbles over there awkwardly. You're like, oh, come give her a hug and a kiss. He's like, I don't want to. <laughs> I've yeah. seen this before many times. I don't want to say like you know 20 times i've seen it a few times but this had me crying yeah i was laughing so loud at this it's so good it's probably my favorite thing that we've watched on these all everything that we've watched and i like it because a lot of people remember his negative stuff like we're gonna get to the wrestling and things like that and yeah and the combativeness this is super lighthearted. it's super fun and like optimistic especially on a show like the dating game which is already like TV when TV was like super positive and all those games. I think he really did have two sides of his personality that he wanted to explore. He wanted to be the hero and the villain. Yeah. And you see that in other things. Right. I mean, talking about optimism, we go on to the last clip. (laughs) Friendly World. The Friendly World Andy Kaufman special from 1979. And it's just such a fun happy spirited song yeah bit and it goes back to him playing children's songs it goes back to him impersonating that's exactly what i wrote down he idolized elvis and he like wanted to be like this guy Mm. that everybody loved and this video jim was played at his funeral Um, oh was it in man on the moon they kind of showed that too Mm -hmm. the biopic Mm. it actually wasn't this video it was filmed for his funeral he filmed a sing-along to be played it's a song it was a song. Right. It was yeah, this yeah, song. Yeah. It was literally him speaking to camera and they did it follow the bouncing ball. Yeah. At his funeral. Oh, that's awesome. And not to get too in like too, uh, I don't know, psychological with it. But to me, 
like I always wonder when I see this stuff, is this the real Andy? Mm. He chose to have this played at his funeral. It's like this is the song and dance man, like Jeff talked about, the childlike entertainer. Yeah. Um, is this the way he wanted the world to remember him? I think so. It's just pure, unadulterated joy. He's not afraid of being corny or cliche or whatever. He brings up all these people, like his teacher, all these people onto the stage and just leads them in an optimistic sing-along. Yeah, but even at a funeral, which is, you know, a sad. The, the saddest thing that you can see, mm-hmm. for the most part, um, he wants to go out with people laughing. Exactly. That's all he wants. He just wants people to be happy. That's why I think this is the closest to the real Andy that I we, think so we too. See. And I mean, if if you read more about his personal life or watch Man on the Moon, you see there's some darker stuff in his personal life. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say it's like evil or anything like that. He just wants people to be happy. Um, yeah, and we all have different aspects of our personality. He wasn't afraid to show the darker sides and the lighter sides. Right. Mm. And then going back to that clip, it's from... Um, I want those tapes. Yeah, so in 2013... Um, a record was released that I wasn't even on my radar. I saw it at our local record store and I bought it because it's mm-hmm. Andy Kaufman and I need it in my life. And he had recorded from and it's 19- called Andy Kaufman and his grandmother. Andy right? and his grandmother is the name of the album. Uh-huh. And th- this clip is called I Want Those Tapes because he bought a tape recorder in 1977 to 79, which at that time were expensive. Mm-hmm. But he was a famous TV star, so he can afford it. And he recorded just conversations but he was also doing weird shit, too, on there. Like, he was recording songs that you could only listen to while you were asleep, which was a very funny bit. But I put this one on here because he was talking to his girlfriend at the time, and he had recorded her saying a bunch of stuff, talking about a bunch of stuff. And she's arguing with him, like, I want those tapes. I don't want anybody else Oh, this else was Lynn? I was wondering. I don't know if it was her or another girl. Okay. At the t- I think it was a different girl because they bleep out her name. They don't say who it is. Yeah. Um. But then he's talking to somebody on the phone. It was either his lawyer or his friend. I don't think it was Bob Zamuda. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that either. It didn't sound like Bob, but that was someone that he typically bounced these ideas off of. Right. And then um, he was saying like, oh, if I release these, uh, she might kill me. And he's like, wouldn't that be great if uh, if I got killed, but if I was more famous? And they were talking about faking his own death and how funny it would be. Yeah. And listening to it. 30 years after he dies was chilling like it went mm-hmm. and this is the last track on the record so i'm listening i just sat down put on headphones put the record on listened to it side to side was laughing i was you know enjoying his comedy and this just like changed my mood at mm-hmm. the end because it's so ah it's, it's just creepy yeah it is yeah What'd you think of this, Jim? I thought it was interesting. I was confused in the beginning because I didn't really have any context it for it. It just throws you in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the whole how he's basically explaining how he's going to fake his own death. And come was... back as another person? Tony yeah. Clifton? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't it be great if she killed me? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so messed up. I don't know. It, it's really interesting to think about. Obviously, I think that he's obviously passed away a long time ago. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's definitely fun to think about. Just the fact, though, that he was able to sow that little seed of doubt where we're even talking about. Yeah, for sure. Right, because I was with Jimmy for a long time. I was like, he's dead. Like, it would be, it's so funny to think about him still being alive, just like living a secret life on an Arizona farm or ranch or something. Yeah. Um, But then he comes out with this and just changes everything. And like the people who put this out, if he is alive, did he purposely hold this back until 2013? 
until 29 <laughs> years after he died? Who knows? I, I think that it, it, it's, it's just really funny for people to think that he's going to be still alive while they should be mourning him. I, th- I think that he just likes the idea of that. Yeah, he just kept the joke running. Yeah. So, yeah. And then moving on from the the lighthearted Andy that we were just talking about to the the, <laughs> the Andy ultimate that, heel, yeah, might be a villain. Um, so we watched um from Hollywood, which is a a sh- short documentary about his wrestling careers, intergender championship. wrestling championship. <laughs> yeah, that's very difficult to find online. So we also put a playlist of like the raw material that this documentary um was stitched together. Yeah. Um. So you can watch that, but we're just going to talk briefly about his the whole his wrestling, wrestling saga because it was several years of his life. It wasn't just he was like into it. It wasn't just like a month of time. It, yeah, it went pretty crazy. He would he would put on these wrestling events because he always wanted to be a wrestler when he was growing up. Yeah, he loved this, the high drama of it. And this is before WWF went crazy with it. Like this is before WrestleMania and before Hulk Hogan and before Andre the Giant, before everything. It was still a more regional thing. Like he makes fun of a lot of the wrestlers and the fans calling them like hillbillies. Yeah, it was stuff. very popular yeah. in the South. And he would wrestle women. Some sometimes they were real, but a lot of times he would just have women come from the audience and wrestle him. And he would beat them because you know he was big and strong, which yeah. he really wasn't. Yeah. Um. So he became the intergender championship, and the the whole character was about misogyny. Yeah, and, and this was I mean was I'm creep. I'm sure that there were wrestling heels um before him. Oh but, yeah, but he really became like the first big villain. And because of his star status, he was able to bring that character to a wider audience than wrestling. It was being televised. Was. Like a lot of on wrestling wasn't televised. Tonight or Show it was on and stuff. Public TV. Yeah. Um, even David Letterman wasn't as big back then, but he still was on cable. Yeah. Um, and the, the story goes that he was wrestling a woman and it was getting a little rough. And then Jerry Lawler, who we know as just like this moderator for WWF, WCW, but he was, he was a popular wrestler back then. He was one of their biggest stars at that time. Jerry, the King. Yeah. He, he runs into the ring and starts beating up Andy and it just started this years long feud, which kept going on and on. So uh, Jimmy, if you want to take it from here. Yeah. So um, apparently uh, Jerry Lawler, said that Andy was suing him. Uh, I, I think at the end of the, that match, he said he was going to sue him. Well, there becomes all these weird layers, not to interrupt you, but... Yeah, sure. So, um, they have this initial fight, and Jerry Lawler performs a pile driver. Yeah. Uh, which supposedly broke Andy's neck, and then... And he, he's never seen without a brace until it heals. Like, even in public, yeah. he's always wearing yeah. a neck brace. And Andy comes out and says, listen... The whole thing was a bit, all this was a bit, Jerry knew it was a bit, but he went too far and he did the pile driver when he wasn't <laughs> supposed to. So now it's real. Yeah. And now I'm suing him. And then it just, it just keeps going. They're on Letterman. And, and there's doubts back and forth throughout this whole time of what's real. Um, yeah. So uh, I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't get through a lot of this. Um, I'm not a huge fan of wrestling. So this kind of stuff just kind of fell off for me. Um, I, I, I think I like the concept better than I like the actual you just, execution. What, what you really have to get from this, if you don't want to watch all of the wrestling matches that are in the playlist yeah. or all of the TV bits, cause there's like, there's a lot of just shit talking to the camera, you know, he's yeah. like, I'm from Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. I love that next. bit. The, the I'm from Hollywood stuff, which is so funny. I love the fact that he's acting so entitled, uh, 
because he, he, play, he so plays far. up the fame. He's just a guy from yeah, Long yeah. Island who was on a TV show, but he plays up like I'm famous. Yeah. He's a coastal elite. Yeah. <laughs> um, what you really have to know is that this is just like a three or four year troll. Yeah. Like yeah. that. That's what he did. And there were even points. I don't know if you got to it where he said that, um, you know, he got into another feud with Jimmy Hart, who was another big wrestler at the time. Mm. And then he said that he wanted to to team up with Jerry Lawler, put everything aside to beat Jimmy Hart in a tag team match. And then at the end of that, Jimmy Hart turns on Jerry Lawler. So you have these (laughs) double crosses, which I don't know. I'm not that into wrestling when I don't know when this became popular, but this is, this seems to me like it could be one of the first big double crosses, which became a (laughs) staple of what made wrestling uh, entertainment great from the eighties to nineties. And there's also parts of this that made television history. Like the slap on Letterman was a big deal when Jerry Waller yeah. slaps him and knocks him out of the chair and, and Andy goes crazy. I'm suing Letterman. I'm suing <laughs> Jerry Lawler. And nobody to this day will say what is real. You know, yeah. Jerry Lawler alludes that it was all in good fun and that they're great. They were great friends and he's a good guy, but, but there's, there's also there's reports of doubt. him like being legitimately pissed off and maybe taking some of these bits further than they should have. Yeah. Right. Like Andy accused him of being like a big dumb meathead and getting carried away with the bit and actually hurting Andy. So who knows? It's somewhere in between probably. Yeah, probably. So yeah. Nope. Jimmy, we've prevent we've presented to you yeah. both sides of Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Well, do so, you have any overall thoughts? Overall, I think his entire career, I guess I would say, is super interesting. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine uh, who had no idea who Kaufman was, and uh, I was kind of explaining to him like how he would just basically do these bits in real life and just totally gaslight people, and people would have no idea if it was real or not. And he was like, "That's awesome!" Mm-hmm. Like, uh, just people, even just explaining Kaufman, I think is worth it. You know, I think the most impressive part is that. Most of this and most of what we know and have seen or heard of Andy Kaufman is from a 10 year period. And we're talking about it 40, 50 years later. Mm -hmm. He's like the Beatles. That's like 10 (laughs) years too. He did inspire a lot of the comedy that we see today. Oh, for sure. Jeff just referenced Eugene Merman. Yeah. And if you, um, when I was watching this, uh, our YouTube playlist on my TV, um, it kept going. So I watched another bit thinking that Dan had added it to the playlist and I didn't know it. And he was, um, interviewing his ex-girlfriend, Elaine, uh, Boozler. (laughs) And it was like this talk show format, but his table was elevated on a platform, like 15 feet high. (laughs) And then the camera pans out and she's sitting down looking up at him. I'm like, this is absurd. And that is a clear inspiration of the Eric, Eric Andre, Andre show. show. Oh, um, yeah. He inspired Tom Green by doing like man on the street stuff. Yep. Like he didn't necessarily go out on the streets and record people, but Tom Green did that with his parents. He would do all this crazy stuff and they took mm-hmm. it to Sasha another Barone Cohen. Exactly. You're talking about yeah. eliciting comedy from unknowing participants. Like that's a huge thing. Like, yeah, it's just he was absolutely a pioneer. It, it, it's insane. The the amount of stuff that he did and like what you said, a 10 year period. Yeah. Fellas, I have a question. Okay. We're at the end of the episode now. Episode 150. Episode 150. We just heard the entire episode. We've just recorded the entire episode. Was I able to talk you into Andy Kaufman? (sighs) Well, hello, children. It's your old pal, Dan. And I'd like to thank you on behalf of Jeff and Jimmy and myself for joining us to celebrate our 150th episode. 
And we thought, what better way to celebrate than a sing-along, a good old-fashioned sing-along to bring us all together. So I'm going to sing it through the first time, and you join me on the reprise. Here we go. You ready? In this friendly, friendly world, with each day so full of joy, why should